I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Capital City. This is the Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five, four, three, two, one. Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV on Alibations Friday. Great to be with you. Loosey Goosey edition of the program. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew in the house. How is everybody doing well? Close to, close to game time now, right? Speaking of which, tomorrow morning, 11 a.m., myself, Tom Lang, we will join forces as we're wont to do most days, most days. Even Saturdays, as we'll join up at 11 a.m. and we will talk Florida State, Wake Forest, give you a special little one-hour pregame for the roadie against Wake, where hopefully Florida State is buttoned up and ready to play and goes out there and takes care of business, one would think. One would think that that is exactly what's going to happen. So that's 11 a.m. Tom just posted it right there. Johnny on the spot, 11 a.m. to 12 War chant pregame. Postgame starts 10 to 15 minutes after the conclusion of this football game with Gene and Tom. Tom pulling the double duty as usual. And uh, we thank DeLuna Coffee for that one. Tip of the cap. Good stuff. I'm drinking DeLuna Coffee this morning. I had that uh, this morning. I had a full bag that I ground the beans. was ready to roll. All right. Fresh this morning. Good stuff. Tasty, tasty, tasty as always. Good job, Ed. You and your crew. I uh, would also say that... Um, I feel good. I feel good that Florida State's defense is going to dominate the day. I think we're going to have a hodgepodge from the offense. I, I like them to do enough, certainly, to win comfortably. I think the defense is going to play well. The more I look at Wake, the more I really don't know how they're going to move the ball. The other thing is, we don't know who's playing quarterback for them. You asked me, I think, yesterday, the day before, and we we don't know. We, we, we've been told that uh, Griffiths was 
maybe going to be back. I know yeah. he came back to practice early in the week. It's their best option by far. Oh, Griffith's it's not plays. even close. It's not even close. And even when he does, not great, but he does run their offense. He runs yeah. their offense. So uh, I suppose that that's what you'll be looking for tomorrow as uh, you sit down. Who's playing? I mean, it's always good to know. That's true of this game big time. I'll just tell you that right now. Across the board, you don't know if Wake's starting quarterback is going to play or not. Florida State probably has some guys out. We don't know specifically which ones. Not really allowed to say anyhow. But, you know, they've had a collection of guys that have been dinged. And so you just don't know how many of them are going to hold out, how many of them are good to go. Generally speaking, coaches as well as players. Now, this is especially true in the National Football League uh, where you can lose to anybody because they're all pros. But if a guy passes the medical during the week and is cleared to play, guys want to play. You know, there's a misnomer amongst fans, always has been, like, oh, well, you know, he's got a bit of a strain, don't play him. Most of the time, that's not true. Now, college, it happens more than pros. College, if you've got a team that you're favored to beat by 40, you can say, we'll give it another week. You don't see 40-point spreads in the league. (laughs) So that's why you don't get it. But most people side with playing. You only have so many of these. You never got to this place, to this level, to this you know elite level if you're at Florida State, by sitting out a lot. You got out there because you wanted to play and you played well, and if you could, you did, period. Now, there are exceptions to the rule. If you've got concussion symptoms, you're not going to be allowed to play, period, even if you're standing there feeling fine. If you didn't pass that 20-plus point uh, inspection, for lack of a better term, almost like it's a car, then you don't, you don't get to play. If it's a hamstring, they're very careful about hamstrings. Always. Should be. These are finely tuned athletes that are capable of tweaking that sucker in a second because they're so explosive. Hamstrings. But soreness, you know, you know, like, oh, my ankle's sore. Tape it up. Let's go. Let's play ball. So if these guys that are on the edge have something relatively minor, they're going to want to play. This is a long-winded way of saying Tomorrow, check in on the pregame show with Tom and myself, and we'll get the answer from Ira and Corey, who are there live, and from Winston-Salem, and find out who's out there warming up, who's dressed. Because this could be a weird game. This could be a weird game where you're missing two guys from this group, another guy from this group, and another guy from that group. But it's also a game where if that's the case, boy, do you get a lot of opportunity for guys that are talented that haven't been able to see the field as much. Yeah, it's hard to, for example, we look at the Duke game last week, and it was easy to talk about the game plan and what we think Florida State should do, what we think Duke should do defensively, because we knew on Florida State's side of the ball, when we have the ball, that the following players were going to be available. X, Y, Z, Johnny Wilson being included in that. You know, Bless Harris was said to be available early in the week last week. So you know that you've got quite a a high amount of of your players and and your projected starters back in the fold. For tomorrow's purposes, because it is kind of nebulous here, it's hard to envision exactly what Florida State needs to do on offense. Like, for example, if you said, what are the offensive keys? Well, I'd like to know who is involved first. Is Johnny going to be available? Probably. I mean, maybe, probably not. But Yeah, I'm going to doubt it. The offensive line, that matters greatly here. and, And Florida State has been in good position with eight guys that they feel good about, but you've had to lean on a different five every week. A different five every week. Every effing week. I'm tired of it. I bring it up all the time, much to people's chagrin, but they haven't had the starting five all year long. It's a good thing you have the depth. You've leaned on it, but it's never the same five. Have we been able to build up chemistry with a starting five this year? No. 
No, we haven't. And different groups of five have different strengths. Therefore, you would call different things. Yeah, changes the game so plan, period. It's yeah. just very hard to to diagnose the game. You could see what I'm going through right now for the red zone in hour two. What the hell questions am I going to ask? I don't know who's playing. Well, I think you got to ask big picture questions. I think a lot of us are at this juncture of the season. You're just asking the bigger picture stuff. We're in the second half. It's all from here out right before you. Your opportunity exists week to week to stamp uh, another, uh, another like for me, emphatic uh, yes in the column of you're a playoff team. And I think, uh, you know, you go and win this game comfortably and then you let others argue about, you know, who should be in and who shouldn't. You just keep winning and not really worry yourself about the perception of Florida State. Because if you win out, you're in. You are in. Florida State goes undefeated in the regular season and wins the ACC title. They are going to the college football playoff. End of story. They are. Now, you know, you, you got it's easier said than done. You got to go do it. Uh, but this is one of those games that you don't anticipate being a stumbling block. I think we have scars. I think we have, you know, some tough memories to get past uh, where we were heavy favorites against this team off and on over the years. And this has been to some degree, oddly, a kind of a house of horrors in the way that NC State has been when we're on the road. Uh, but this is not vintage Wake. This isn't the greater version of Wake. This is a bad version of Wake. They are, they are well coached. They're always going to be well coached as long as Dave Clawson's there. But they don't really have the manpower, especially not on offense. Especially not on offense. Yeah, they've got one good receiver, a really good running back, but not much of an offensive line to speak of. And then on defense, they're quick, they're well coached, and they tackle well. They tackle very well in that group. Yeah, but, that's the side of the ball where they have to make hay. But you're watching, I mean, so Clemson's the best opponent that they've played so far, but you watch a game like that or even a pit game. And if the quarterback is alert enough, there are wide open spaces to throw the football to routinely. You know, it's just they're betting that you are not going to be able to process the information to find the breakdowns. And so if it is if it is a day in which we pass, and and that was one of the studies I did this week, was we flipped from a balance slash run first team to a pass first team this year. Need to. Need to. The first three quarters of the game were about 55-plus percent in terms of pass to run. Hey, can Mike Norvell – Call Tampa Bay and talk a little bit about how much it means to throw on neutral downs. You understand the modern game of football, this is proven by stats. This is not an opinion. The modern game of football is a more efficient game when you throw to run. That's period. Throw on neutral downs. Stop running on neutral downs. I can't watch us anymore. This is asinine. That's an aside. But throw on neutral downs. It is far more efficient. Didn't you like the urgency that the offense played oh, with down Jesus. 14 points in the fourth quarter? And still calling runs on first and second down. I, I was hoping. At, at one point, I was daring to dream that we would score with under 10 seconds to go to make it a one-score game. Because it was on that pace. Well, they did. I it would have been. I mean, you no, got. No, it was two and change. But I was hoping we'd get inside the two-minute warning and it would just be even more laborious. And it's like 17 seconds to go. Here comes the onside kick. Because it looked like we were going to run a you know, 22-play Nine and a half minute drive. Oh yeah, but I think it's. By the way, there's it's a talking point. I mean, they lost twenty four to eighteen, and they went for two on the final score. Now, why does that matter? If you're a gambler, it matters very, very oh, much. Yeah. And what's going on right now is is the analytics have gotten to the league now where they. This is interesting. These guys have people like your wife run the numbers and say. Okay, you're going to have to trust me on this. We extrapolate this out over millions of times, okay? You're better off going for two here right now 
and kicking the extra point to win when you get the ball back if, in fact, you do get the ball back with a chance to win, as opposed to going for two when you score last for the potential game-tying or go-ahead play. Now, there are a lot of reasons for that, and they're boring. But they if you look at that now, what that means is if you're a teaser guy, and I am, I am huge on playing teasers, two-team, three-team, four-team, five-team teasers. Love them. You can make a lot of money that way if you know how to do it. You're going to start teasing through weird numbers. You're going to start teasing through six yep, yep, and yep. through eight. Correct. Five and a half is now a big number, and it, it was never. It was an immaterial number. It yeah. changes yeah. how you bet the sport. Bunch of teams in the last two weeks have done this. Have gone for two instead of twenty four seventeen. It's twenty four to eighteen, and you're like, son of a bitch, I'm going to lose this bet. And I have no, why are you going for two with 10 seconds to play in a seven-point game, you ass? Yeah, I mean, or an eight-point game. That's nuts. It it kind of is. In this case, though, I don't need anybody with a PhD in data, as, no. as I have in my household, right? to tell me that um, let's win it in as few possessions as possible. Correct. Because we suck and We're they're better be- than we are. Right, right. By the so way, they're if, not real good right now either. I'm a Bills if, fan. I don't feel great about that one. So you had three timeouts. You're on the other side of the two-minute warning. Mm-hmm. So they've got to achieve a couple first downs to run out the clock. So if by some non-miracle, because our defense is okay, pretty good. if we can get them off the field, I need to win it now. We go to overtime. Oh, I'm not winning got, this no. football game. Correct. I got no chance. You play to win the game, especially when you're an underdog yeah. on the road. Just go get it. Now, the other argument is, why don't you just kick the extra point and same situation. It's just that you got a winner-take-all play at the very end of the game. Why not just do that then? Because they say, Well, there's a reason for that. The though, detriment I- is now you're playing for the tie. Yeah, if you if you do not succeed, because everybody assumes you're going to succeed when you go for two. How about when you fail? Yeah, now you're on your last legs playing for a tie with with little to no time on the yeah, clock. Yeah, and there, I've actually looked this up. There is a reason that you don't. Now, it's convoluted as hell, but there is a reason, and I've seen these stats guys do. Hey, listen, there's no more stats guy than Mike, our guy right here at Florida State is oh, beholden beyond reason to some extent occasionally. Mm. Like, circumstances matter not. It is a chart. It is clearly a chart. He hits the B button when Ask Madden says punt. He's like, no, get out of get here. The hell up Man, out of here play. punt. This shut up, nonsense. Madden. You shut up. Uh, as a note, Tom, I keep noting this game to game just for you, just because I know you like this. Oh boy. The Bucks are 4 of 15 on third down yesterday. They ran the ball in first and second down over and over again, despite... Uh, you know, you have a – it's crazy. This They run the ball. Their success rate last night was 30%. Yeah. All right. I understand going in the game wanting to run the ball because the Bills have a terrible run defense. But, man, we couldn't run the ball against that defense. And we're not good at running the ball, haven't been good at running the ball all year, and you can't run against that defense. You really got to stop running the ball on first yeah, down. They had some success in the first half, but my favorite was – it was the fourth quarter – it wasn't the drive that took forever, I don't think. But it's first down, pinned back in our own territory, as always. And there's a false start, I believe, on the right guard. But it, it's first and ten. We were calling a run, and Buffalo had called an all-out run blitz. <laughs> yeah. And they had run the play, kind of, and the whistles were blowing, and they stopped the guys in motion. Buffalo sends the house, and it would have been a loss of five and perhaps an impaled Rashad White yeah, well, on the ground. Rashad's used to it. Um, and I'm is- sure in that moment they're going – can we call? Look at this. They're teeing off. Fellas. They know our plays. At some point, Canales, we've got to run something other than this on first down. 
I beg of you, we're not going anywhere this year. Open it up. You do have receivers. Let her fly. Let's go. Maybe he's got a deal to be the next head coach after uh, they fire the current one if we lose enough games. Maybe there's an inside now, th- job this going is, on This there. ended up being what we thought it would be. This is I, I got some player props for you later today, guys. Ooh. You guys asked about it. I got some player props. Did a little research last night and this morning and uh, feel pretty good about a couple of these. We'll throw some, As always, when you do player props, that are, you're just sprinkling some pizza money here. Player props aren't easy, although I make them look easy. They're not, and you always just want to sprinkle a little... But are we talking like uh, it's already ready at the counter when you walk into the pizza shop kind of money or quality ingredients with multiple toppings on a pizza kind of money? Quality ingredients. Okay, always. Right, you got to make right, it worth your while. That's a big difference. Yeah, you got to make it worth your while. I just sent one off before the show. Let me pull up what I sent off here. I'll give you one before we go to break. This is honesty. Uh, yeah, this Why is. Why don't you share the phone number you sent uh, it to? I'm not doing that. Not doing that. All right, I'm going to take Christian Kirk over 54 yards receiving. Okay. There you go. Come on, Christian Kirk. Keep it rolling, baby. You got man coverage. You should burn this man coverage all day, Consider Christian Kirk. Consider the, the whistle wetted. <laughs> Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick Juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips? We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Don't worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around, find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Label tomorrow's game as a another in the quest to look the part. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply more and more that seems to be the focus uh, especially in games in which florida state is a heavy favorite 
It's just this undying quest, right? This uh, desperate quest to look the part. And you get opportunities like this. You hope certainly that uh, you're able to take advantage of them. I will say this, and you probably enjoyed this because it's not always that, um, at least under the umbrella of the Connolly statistics, SP plus, et cetera, that Florida State is well thought of. But in this case, they are. Um, Take a look. The SP plus strength of schedule rankings for the unbeatens this week. So Liberty's unbeaten. They have the 133rd rated schedule. Who cares? You're not in the conversation. Okay. Who cares about Liberty? Air Force. Who are you? Has the 130th rated schedule, and they are too undefeated. James Madison, 114th. Michigan, 110th. Georgia, in the mighty SEC, 93rd. Washington, 50th. Oklahoma, 40th. Ohio State, 28th. Florida State, 23rd, the highest-ranked schedule. And FSU has beaten three current top 30 SP Plus opponents, and Ohio State's the only other team that's beaten more than one. And so, you know, if you think about Michigan, for example, they've beaten zero. Not a single team that's anywhere close to that top 30. So you would not argue with Florida State's credentials at this point. People might. They would choose to do so, and then you would choose to get angry about it. Not you, Tom, but people in general. Uh, and then, you know, get, get, you know, get their frustrations up and scream at the TV. Don't do that. Just know that those are the numbers and that's where you're at. Don't worry about it. Keep on winning. Keep improving those credentials. Florida State's incredibly resilient and we'll have more opportunities to add to the flair of that schedule. Now, it is true. Florida State has also had to rely on the most amount of, you know, if you want to call it late fury, fine, you can. That They've had to do that more than most teams that are in this discussion. But here's the deal with Florida State is at this point, you have back-to-back games, I think, where if you're right and you play well, you can really put a number up. Again, it's a little trickier to say that about this game tomorrow just because I'm not sure who's playing. I would tell you that if Florida State had every one of its starters, or at least the vast majority, I would pick Florida State to win this game by 40. I don't think Wake is going to move the ball and that offense is going to put their defense in a terrible position. And we've seen what happens to teams when they do that. Syracuse, obviously, even Duke a week ago, is in the game, is fighting their ass off, is doing everything in their power, but their offense begins to just completely stall out and their defense gets exhausted. And basically, as we've said all week long, not only does Florida State go on to win the game comfortably, they cover easily. And they have an opportunity. If that's five more minutes on the clock, you're scoring in the 40s. You're going to blow that. They can't. They, they couldn't get a stop at the end. Duke was not going to stop Florida State in the next however many possessions, okay? And I think Wake is in a similar position this week, only they're not as talented as Duke. So they're going to be in a situation where maybe their defense keeps them around. And that's especially true because the atmosphere is terrible. Rather than being in Doak at night with an electric atmosphere and a pumped-up crowd and and, and, and team taking the field, you're going to be on the road in a sterile environment with a team that has very few aspirations remaining on the season. And so you do wonder, okay, it's a little bit different. you got to provide your own energy. Now, if you factor in that, let's say Johnny Wilson doesn't play. It doesn't seem like he's going to, but let's say he doesn't play, right? And you've got, let's say you got a couple offensive linemen out. Let's say you got another receiver or two out. 
okay, how in rhythm are you going to be early on? How quickly are you going to get out the gates, right? That's how you wonder about it. That's the only aspect of this game. That is the only angle that you would take if you were going to bet on Wake. Like if you put yourself on the other side of the bet, sometimes I like to do that. And I say, how would I do it? Well, how I would do it is we're a little bit off kilter because we don't have our starters out there. Mental fog after airing it out versus Duke and finishing strong. Beat up a little bit from an injury standpoint in a sorry environment against a well-coached defense. And the next thing you know, it's relatively close going into the second half. That's how you make the argument against the cover. That's how you make the argument uh, for Wake to be in the game in the second half. But if you're going to argue the other side and have Florida State covering easily, it's a pretty straightforward approach, and that is I'm just not sure how Wake's going to move the ball. Their offense has been up and down. They've got question marks at quarterback. They've had an injury to an offensive lineman. They don't have dynamic play uh, out on the edges. So I just don't see where it's going to happen for them in that way. And that's why it's easier to make the other argument. Lee Sterling joins us now. Paramount Sports, as always. Lee, how are you, brother? Good to talk to you. I'm good. I'm good. Back from Chicago. and Nice. Uh, yeah. How'd she do? How'd she do? Well, uh... Killed it as always? Video. Good enough to where they want her back again and maybe a few times every year now. Awesome. Yeah. She's going to have a professional career singing the anthem. Just going stadium to stadium. <laughs> That's right, Tori. You know, there's the wedding singer. Now you're the national anthem singer. <laughs> hey, it's not an easy song to sing. So when they find somebody that can do it and do it well, boom, she's got it. It's a cottage industry. Make it happen. <laughs> I, I agree. So it also helps out uh, that they won for the first time eleven times. Yeah, that's it's nice. So. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's go. Let's get to the games. Uh, no reason to think Virginia, despite this massive upset they just pulled against North Carolina, will even be in the game against Miami. Right? This is a mismatch. Although, I'll stop with the rolling and talking about how lopsided it is. Once I get the answer, is Tyler Van Dyke going to play? I think there's a good chance he played, and and, and that raises another question. Don't you think that college football needs to go along the same lines as the NFL and start having – NFL has three times a week. You've got to report the injuries at least twice. Don't you think that's fair? Well, here's why, Lee, and I've said this for, for a couple of years now. If you're going to take the advertising dollars, then you can't right. play the moral high ground. And there are advertising dollars being made yep. by college football. So at this point, if you're going to allow yep. DraftKings to advertise and, 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 and FanDuel and all the rest, yep. well, then you can't be a hypocrite. You've got to provide the people who you are asking to you know use these services and make these wagers. you got to give them information. You hit it right on the tee. You couldn't have said it better. And how about like even like Marshall last Thursday night? A slew of guys didn't play. Nothing. Nothing showed up. So I think there needs to be a change by next year. I think Virginia played hard, and you knew they were going to have one game. I mean, they're bad. They're not that that bad. But uh, you know, looking back now, they've only beaten William and Mary. But the loss to James Madison doesn't seem so bad. Right. Right. <laughs> Maryland's not terrible. You know, the only team that they lost to that's bad is Boston College that was on the road. And they caught North Carolina at the perfect time. North Carolina, all they need to do is run the football and run it like 45, 50 times, and they win that game. They just didn't stick to the game plan. And Virginia had a good game plan. They they were using the tight end, the H-back, 
Malik Washington is not uh, not a bad receiver at all. I, I don't know how he did nothing uh, for four years at Northwestern. Little kid number four. Tony Musket's okay. I do think TBD will play. I don't think Miami's going to cover 19 and a half unless they get a bunch of turnovers here. I think Miami wins something like 31-15. All right, 31-15. Georgia, Florida, everybody loves this game. No Brock Bowers. 14 and a half seems big. Then again, I don't know how Florida's going to score. Give me the number that you like here. So if Brock Bowers plays, I'd lay 20 points, 20 and a half. Yeah, I think he's that important. Would you agree that he and and Marvin Harrison, two best players in college football? Uh, yes, that, that, that's uh, that's compelling. Yeah, I would go along with that. I, I could maybe okay. name another two guys that I love, but you're right. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. I think this year, the way that they played, I mean, there's some other guys that might get drafted above them. Right. But well, that's just I because mean, Brock's a tight end, right? No, I got it. Yeah. 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 I mean, he is he is so good. He's almost unguardable. 41 catches for over 550 yards. Next best receiver is Dominic Lovett. 18 catches here. I, I think it's going to force some drastic changes in their offense here. And Georgia, if you want to lay a couple touchdowns here, uh, you got to move pretty quick. Their bottom quarter in the country in pace of play. Both defenses semi-rested here. Georgia's 1-6 against spread record. Kind of tells you that they've been overvalued, and they haven't also played up to their potential. I have them winning 28-20, uh, but I think 14.5 is a little too much. FSU's land 20.5 on the road against Wake Forest. This bet is somewhat uh, kind of a difficult one to get a handle on just because we don't know if Wake – we don't know who's starting at quarterback for Wake. If right. Griffiths starts, then obviously he's a kid who can at least run their offense. They've had three different quarterbacks this year, so I'm just telling my listeners I don't know what to do with the game. I like Florida State to win it comfortably, but it's a weird game to get a handle on. They're giving the 20 and a half. What do you say? Well, let's look at the last time Florida State had a little bit of a scare against Boston College. The next game they came out and played well and took care of business. Last week, well, I mean, you talk about coaching blunders. It, there was, would you say Mike Elko was, if not the biggest blunder, number two? For which which decision? Going for it on fourth down. You wouldn't. You did, I think he knew they couldn't get stops the rest of the way. I really do. The way maybe, that game maybe, was going, maybe. Yeah, maybe, I think he did, Lee. I think he knew he wasn't going to okay, get a stop. Okay. Because look what happens right after. They they don't get it. I understand you can say the wind's out of the sails, but they give up a 96-yard drive, and then they give up subsequent touchdown drives. I think he knew they were gassed. Oh, I, I agree he knew they were gas, but I still would have kicked it. Because if you don't, let's say you somehow get a stop, then all you need is a field goal to win the game. So I thought it was a mistake. Uh, also, Josh Heupel, I mean, you, you're up by six points, third quarter, and you go for it on your 38-yard line. <laughs> I mean, someone was telling me one time he might end up getting Nick Saban's job. I'm like, are you on drugs? No chance, yeah. No chance that's going to happen. <laughs> There's a better chance that he's coaching back in Central Florida. <laughs> um, so back to this game. I think they're going to come out. It's not so much – Wake Forest just doesn't have the reinforcements. They don't have the defense here. They don't have the big play potential. I think Florida State uh, houses them here 51-13. 51, wow. Miami minus uh, 9.5 against New England, a Patriots team that was left for dead but rose up, somehow beat Buffalo. Miami got to get back on track. You like the nine and a half here to give or no? 
I think they're just going to look to survive and make it to to Germany and, and play Kansas City. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they've only they haven't scored close to thirty points in any of the last three games against New England. Belichick always does well against you know and 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 division opponents, games. especially yeah. He knows he knows the opponent here. Mac Jones starting to get used to the offense with Bill O'Brien, so playing a little bit better here. I, I think Miami, without uh, the whole left side of their offensive line, uh, I think they hold on and win this game 27-24. Jacksonville and Pittsburgh's an intriguing game. I've looked to bet Jacksonville most of the week. I just yep. I'm having a hard time. It's just tough betting against Pittsburgh at home all the time. But anyhow, how do you see it? Do it. Bet it. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> Get it at three. Here, here's why. Pittsburgh needs defensive either scores or takeaways in their opponent's uh, side of the field to have a chance. And I'm talking about two or more. They, their offensive line, two years ago, worse than football. Last year, bottom third. I thought they were going to make uh, some improvements this year. Hasn't been the case here. So uh, they got problems there. And just don't think that uh, they're going to be able to keep up with Jacksonville. Here's an interesting stat. Uh, Jacksonville actually has more takeaways. 16 in seven games. Leads the NFL. And the receivers, number three in yards after catch, behind Miami and Kansas City here. Jacksonville, 28-20. Free play of the day. A good NC State defense. A terrible offense against a Clemson team that is reeling. It's beautiful to watch. Dabo struggle. Clemson minus 10. How do folks get it? <laughs> Who were you rooting for last week, Clemson or Miami? I've never rooted for Miami, per se, uh, but it didn't pain me to see them win and to see the disgruntled and the faraway look on Dabo's face when his quarterback goes rogue on the one for not the first time. Uh, It's nuts, right? That's a weird game. With a backup quarterback, Miami wins. That's nuts. Yeah. um, I told my wife that. I said, this is the way, Jeff, exactly the way you described it, is going (laughs) to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was told in this game. Uh, I think I have a real strong opinion on this game tonight. You want to get this game for Saturday, uh, Clemson, NC State, be one of the first five callers. I'll give it to you for free. 800-400-9741. First five callers get Clemson, NC State on me. 800-400-9741. Jeff, this is one of those rare two-week periods where all four major sports are going on. And sometimes we'll sell, I think we've done it maybe three or four times before, a one-day all-excess pass during the week. So we've got football going on. I have a college football selection tonight. I have a World Series play. Yep, that's going on for the next two weeks. NBA started this week. So football, we're 61-38. and 38. Uh, Baseball, five wins more than losses in the playoffs. Basketball, 2-0 and to start the year. And hockey, already up six wins more than losses in just two and a half weeks of action. Seven total plays, not 77 or 97, what we normally charge, seven that's right. $17 for seven selections tonight, all four sports. Just one place, ParamountSports.com. Love it. Be good, Lee. Have a great weekend, man. Okay. Thanks, Jeff. Yep, appreciate it. Uh, in in the interest of transparency, I went uh, transparency, if I could speak. I uh, went one-on-one last night in my wagers. Uh, I had the over on Tyrese Maxey, 22 points. He scored 32. That was easy. Uh, thought I was all set, and then I lost on uh, – the wild over in the first period of an NHL bet. I lost by a half goal. First period over? Yeah, first period. I love first period overs. Uh, NHL is easy right now with first period overs. You can make a ton of money. All the scoring's way up. So everybody's, you know, 1-1 at the end of 1, 2-1. And, of course, last night's one nothing. Sons of bitches. This is a half a goal? 
Half a goal. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, that's it's a half a goal. Yeah, it's a half a goal. So that's uh, that's what happens. I, I got screwed. But uh, it's called gambling. And I'll get right back to the table and bet those first period overs again. Uh, the problem I need, well, I get early in the season, I get a little bogged down with selecting certain games instead of just blanket going over first period across the league. Um, and then and then waiting for the reaction, the correction to occur, and then saying, okay, okay, we got to back off now. Um, as teams kind of figure each other out and people get their sea legs. But uh, it's been, you know, look, look, look what the Lightning did last night. Jesus, six to nothing? Yeah, back-to-back shutouts for a guy that you couldn't pick out of a lineup. It's their goaltender right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, it's six goals is a lot of goals. It is. That's a whole lot of get you some yeah. is what that is. And that was indicative of the way the game was played. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. six to nothing, you're like, oh, four double deflectors. Right. Whoop de doo. Congratulations. Yeah. Right. That was straight dominance. Uh, yeah. So, anyhow, this is uh, it's a fun time because of what he just said. You could do like prize pick type stuff. You can do all these combo bets now, where you got NBA, Major League Baseball, college and pro. You pick like four different things that you like put together. That is fun. Uh, I'm gonna do that with some of the player prop stuff that I'm doing this weekend. So it's a good time. It, you you gotta you gotta sit down and look some things up and look a little bit closer uh, to matchups. But yeah, boy, isn't it perfect for you and a cup of coffee? Ooh. That it's the first thing I do in the morning. That's the first thing I do in the morning. It's like I get up, uh, everybody else is asleep. I get that cup going. I let my dog out actually, and then I sit down. It's like five, whatever. I pull up the computer. I'm like, okay, let's see if we hit last night and what do we like for today. And then you just start. You certain matchups will jump off the page at you right off the bat. You're like, oh. You print out your sheet and leave it on Clark's desk in his room, (laughs) so he can review it every morning and see what you got. No, but Bryce is the first one up because I got to take him to school. And so he'll walk past and he'll look over and he's like, who we got in the league tonight? And he's talking about the NBA. So last night I had the Lakers. And I got lucky to win that game. I, I didn't deserve to win that game. But uh, I didn't realize at the time that I made the bet, I took the Lakers, that uh, Phoenix was was out without Booker and Beal. It worked out nicely. Even then I had to come back and win in the fourth. So you had three wagers last night. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about just prop stuff. That, oh, that was okay. a straight up. I, I yeah. I was just a side. Just that's a different a, wing of the that's business. That's a different wing guys. of betting. That's a that's just a side. That's just a total and a side. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV. The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron Show on Alive Nations Friday, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV. Appreciate you. Tuning in, and uh, here you go. Here's another one. We're going to go Drake London over 51 and a half yards. You got that? Jot it down, everybody. Drake London over 51 and a half yards is the, uh, is the wager there. Oh, um, I think during, uh, during this last break, I've got ele- maybe another one for this next hour. I'll just tease out these player props when I get them. Because last week I didn't have any, and I ended up having like 19 people in my in- like either inbox, Twitter, Instagram, like, hey, dude. Where are the player props? I've created a monster. Well, yes, you need to have an executive phone service that costs them just a, a nominal amount. Well, I'll tell you this. If there's any chance that I keep this rolling on player props, that's exactly what's going to happen. 
Now, I mean, look, I'm in here telling you over on Drake London with Atlanta. I mean, come on now. This is, we're digging in. We are digging in. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you know, we're doing our best. Uh-oh, missed it. Didn't have the chat pulled up, but thank you, Robert. Sitting here about to pour an ice-cold bourbon lemonade and ponder the future of FSU under Coach Mike Norvell. To help my day drink dreaming, what players do you think are future stars in 2024 who are not stars currently? Destin Hill and Akeem Williams. Both are going to be stars. Both are going to be stars. Beyond that, Rodney Hill, perhaps? Have you tapered your enthusiasm on one Rodney Hill? He had a good fourth quarter last week. Uh, I like Rodney Hill a lot. I just think they have a lot of talent in the backfield, and they're about to add to it. And the stud they have coming in is going to get some carries too. So I just don't know, man. The, the rotation may be too big for him to become a star. Yeah. How about high school player Landon Thomas? Because he said 2024 plus. Yeah, I, I, I suppose. Um it's nice to see what this offense looks like for a player like Landon with his skill set. We did not know that this was in the playbook before the year started, but, but we knew he all wanted over it. The damn but we knew he wanted it because he had it at Memphis, and he yeah. described that position. He doesn't even call it an H back or a tight. What does he call it? Uh, he said in his opening press conference, uh, or maybe the first time we spoke to him about the way he viewed the tight end. I can't even remember what he called it, but anyhow, he has. It's a hybrid position to him. Yes, you have your classic tight end play. Uh, that that is incorporated, but also he he thought of the guys that he liked at the position, the way they wanted it to work, was that they were diverse in their skill set, that they could line up in the backfield, that they could be an H back, that they could be a traditional tight end, that you could line them up out wide, you could do all these different things, that they could block and catch and make plays for you, and he wanted that desperately. So it's not a surprise that Mike Norvell went out and got him some. I mean, we were desperate for it. I mean, Cam McDonald was what he was; he was an okay player, but that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You know who hasn't shown much on defense this year because we have a lot of veterans, but was very impressive in fall camp was Edwin Joseph. Mm-hmm. Very, very impressive during fall camp. He's got a chance to be a star. That's a good point, yeah. We'll see. Conrad Hussey has a chance to be a yeah. really good player for them. Obviously, he's been fast-tracked. Yeah. He's yeah. getting a lot more reps now, the but, here and now. Yeah, I don't know that – so, again, it depends, depends on how you're going to define star – uh, you know, I, I think Blake's got a chance to be a very good linebacker for them. Uh, he's already, I think how fast-tracked he's been, to have a true freshman linebacker yeah. who was not an early enrollee already getting playing time. Well, well that tells you how far he's come. Talking about how in high school he played so many positions, too. He's never focused on one thing, and this is a completely different level where you have to specify mm. and specialize. And he is wrapping his mind around the, the assignment. But he came in here knowing a little bit about a lot of different positions, and now he's got to really master one. But they like him enough that he's in the rotation. Well, I think it's um, 
it's cool that you have a guy at a position like that where we've been longing for a guy. I just think you got to amass two or three more of them, uh, and that's an area of concern for me, you know, moving forward. But that's not something that the portal can't help. And you've got spots, and you got to find a way to go get those guys in here that can play and play now. They did it with Tatum Bethune. You know, going out and getting Tatum Bethune from UCF and having him come here and play two full seasons for you has really been a godsend because they did, just didn't have a guy. They really didn't. I mean, Deloach is a nice player, but he's just a guy. He's one guy, and they didn't have anybody else. Uh, I'm not super high on Omar Graham's future, uh, personally. I think he's a oh just an average player. Um, I don't know that's going to get a lot better. DJ Lundy is what he is. So they haven't had it. Blake is your best prospect at the position, um, but he's not – at this point, it's hard to know. Is he going to be elite? Maybe. Yeah, Tatum hasn't had an all-world season, but he's had a very, very good season compared to last year. You're wondering, well, what's he going to be? He was banged up, I think, he last played year one arm. question. Yeah, he really did. I yeah. thought at the end of the year he was, uh, he was a negative player. He was a negative player because he was beat up. But he has his moments of pure enforcement. Oh, which I is important. It. We don't have a lot of those guys. So, you, you know, if you're looking for somebody to deliver a hit to inspire the crew – He's one of the first guys you turn to. He will do it, and he will hit the quarterback. He doesn't give a damn. Well, and you ought to be able to, Tom. You ought to be able he to hit the quarterback. Been. You're allowed to hit him, and you're allowed to hit him hard. And I don't care the optics on that. Hit the bejesus out of him. Knock their helmet off. Stand over him and laugh about it. It's okay. It's football, man. Let's go. Stop with the nonsense. This is this is really frustrating. Every week. I hope we can get through this weekend where we're not just, even if it's off the air and we don't bring it up on the air, can we just not have a day where somebody says to the other, hey, did you see that call in the Colorado game? Roughing the passer, nobody touched him. Did you see that play? We have that conversation every weekend. Another couple of guys who could be stars next year, if they can be retained. Josh Farmer will be talked about across the country as one of the best defensive tackles next season if he can be retained. Patrick Payton will be talked about as one of the best defensive ends in college football next year, should he be able to be retained. Oh, I think he'll be retained. I I, I don't think he's ready to go to the league, and the only area of concern you'd have with him is him wanting to go to the league early, and I don't think he's there yet because he's got, he's got to put on weight. He's got to have a better season. He's having a good season. He could end up having a dominant season. I think he'll come back. Uh you know, look, I, I think he's a roster retention guy. I think they'll yeah. they'll fight to keep him. And then Farmer's a guy I do worry about because I think he projects nicely to the league and he's been uber productive. So I don't know that you'll be able to keep him. He, he may be on so his damn, way on down the road. That was one of the transformations. To me, two of the biggest transformations that I've seen in the last year, if you're talking about weight room and or just frame. Josh Farmer is easily one of them. He's he got monster. so much wider. Yeah, he's a monster. It's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. And then Hakeem Williams. Easily is yeah. the other one. Losing 15 pounds and, and really all of a sudden showing speed we never thought he had. From the spring workout to the interview he did last week, you're like, good Lord, he hit the gym hard. And all it shows you that when you get high four-star, low five-star athletes. You're working with different clay, athletes? buddy. Where I put the inflection there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the type of quick turnaround that you can see with the strength and training coach, which is, hey, man, I'm working with pros, pros here. This is... Maybe it's a little bit of both. My methods, but then this guy is a freak. Watch what happens when a freak goes through the program that I build for him. Uh, funny you did that just now. I did that this morning talking to my brother, and I said the word satellites. And I said, satellites? 
<laughs> and then I was so, like, why did I say it like that? Athletes, it's just a satellite. Why, why, why did I say satellites? <laughs> like, it's like it's a question. Yeah. Do you remember going through uh, language arts and having to put the uh, the apostrophe yeah, oh, yeah, 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 where the yeah, pronunciation yeah, yeah, goes? Yeah. And they're like, just do the test. It's, put put your fingers up to your mouth and say the word, and then <laughs> where you feel the where you, where the wind should be, that's where you put the apostrophe. Athletes. I think the football gods are going to get me this weekend because I committed blasphemy and somehow bet against Kyle Whittingham, and I felt bad about it ever since I did it. It's just weighing on me, Tom. I want to get it off my chest. Yeah. I feel bad. Kyle, I'm sorry. You left him a voicemail, I think. I should. I should call him. He's the second best coach in football, and I and here I am. I have not – you know I've loved him forever, and I've bet on him, and I've won a ton of money, and how do I repay him? He's in a big game, and I bet against his ass. <laughs> so we'll see. Kyle, I hope I get it wrong. He sent you a selfie, and in that selfie is just a disappointed look. Oh, it would it – would, it would bother me. Uh, it would bother me because I have the utmost respect for him. He he win at Utah, and you win the way that he wins. I just love that every year we go into a season, every single year, and all anybody does is talk about USC. And then Kyle Whittingham's like, well, okay, I guess. I mean, we've won the conference, and we just keep beating their ass every time we play them, sometimes twice in the same season. I don't know what else I have to do. Good point, Kyle. Good point. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with